process of becoming like Jesus is a challenging one, but the outcome will heal your relationships and will leave a legacy of kindness, goodness, and Jesus. It's time for you to become like Jesus. We are learning about our emotions, about why we have them, and who God wants us to be. He wants us to be like Him, but it is a process, isn't it? We're in bondage to our habits and to our emotional genetic code. We're bound to pain from our past and frustration with our present and even hopelessness as we look ahead. And so often we think, I can't change. It's just too hard for me to change. You might think things like, I know I shouldn't worry, but my grandma worried and my mom worried and I worry. It's what we do well. My family are champion worriers. Some families are musical. Some families are smart. Some families are athletic. My family worries well and I can't change. You might have been guilty of thinking a thought like this one. I know that I shouldn't yell at my family, but my parents yelled at me and I'm going to yell at my children too. Our voices are just louder than most people's voices. It's the only way I know how to express my frustration and get my kids' attention. And so I yell and I can't change. I'm too old. This is who I am. So just accept me the way I am. You might say to others, forgive me when I blow it, but don't expect me to change. All right. I want to challenge you in that mindset today. Who says you can't change? If you were to take out a picture of yourself that was taken 10 to 15 years ago, who says you can't change? When we look at old pictures, our hairstyles are different. Our clothes are different. Often, unfortunately, our body weight is different. You can change. You can choose how to change your emotional structure from the inside out. We all change. We all do it. And we can change more than just outwardly. We can change inwardly as well. However, I'll give you this. The only way that's going to happen is through the redeeming, victorious work that the Bible can do in your life. Today, we're going to start by looking at an old emotional picture of you in the Bible, who you used to be before your life was touched by Jesus Christ. We find this emotional picture in Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 3. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them, we too all formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest." The Holy Spirit, through Paul, is saying, this is a picture of who you used to be. Actually, in Ephesians 2.2, in the King James Version, it says, where in time passed. In 
the translation that I use, the New American Standard Bible, it says, in which you formerly walked. The best translation in the Greek is, back then. This is how you used to act and respond to life. Paul is reminding us that we've changed. There has been a dramatic change in our lives. We are not the same as we used to be. We used to act, talk, react, ventilate a certain way, and now we're different because of the power of Jesus Christ. Paul is holding up a picture of us in the air, an old emotional picture of us. And he's saying, hey, do you remember this? Remember when you acted like this? Remember when you were a child throwing tantrums? Remember when you were an emotional teenager with hormones raging? That was then, and this is now. Now, the word that the Holy Spirit through the pen of Paul uses in Ephesians 2.2, it says, in which you formerly walked. This word walked is the Greek word parapateo. And the para part of this word means around and patea means to walk. So this verb parapateo in the Greek actually means walked habitually around in one general area all the time. The Greek grammar implies that it was a path from which you were not able to deviate. It's the only way you knew to walk. You were trapped on this path and you could not find your way out of walking around and around and around in the matters of the flesh. Do you know those ponies at a circus that we used to put our kids on when they were little? And those ponies were tied up to a stake in the middle and around and around and around those ponies go. And they can't go out in the open field. They cannot go out on a range. They cannot walk down the road. They can only go in the circle to which they have been constrained. Isn't that what emotional habits have done to all of us? We feel trapped. I always give my husband the silent treatment. It's how we deal with conflict. I wouldn't know any other way to deal with conflict in my marriage but closing up inside of me. Some of you who give your husbands the silent treatment might say, at least I'm not yelling at him and I could be doing that. Some of you might say, Carol, when I'm giving my spouse the silent treatment, I even read my Bible. I am watching Joyce Meyer on TV while I am ignoring my spouse. You see, you're stuck. You're caught in an old habit. Let's go back to Ephesians 2.2, in which you formerly walked according. Let's look at this word according. It's the Greek word kata. K-A-T-A. And it means something that is forceful and dominating. Boy, that's what our emotions feel like, don't they? We are so trapped by pain and by habit and by the devil that we're not able to break free from emotional disease, from emotional bad habits, from emotional pre-programming. We are stuck like ponies in a circus. Now, this verse, Ephesians 2.2, goes on to say, according to the course of this world. Now, this word course is the Greek word aona, and it means a specific allotted period of time. It means an age, a specific era, or a generation, or it can also mean the influence of a specific generation. So 
Paul and the Holy Spirit are speaking to you today. And Paul and the Holy Spirit are saying this to you today. Before you knew Jesus Christ, you were in bondage and couldn't get out of certain emotional habits. These habits dominated you and controlled every waking moment of your life. It was how that particular time period in your life identified you. There were even times when you hated yourself because of the bondage that you have been in emotionally. There are moments when you're just so frustrated and sick of yourself and of your emotions that you sincerely wonder, can I ever change? Let's read Ephesians 2, 3. Among them, we too all formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. So this verse accuses us of indulging the desires of the flesh and the mind. And you know, for me, that accusation is true. That's called emotions out of control. When I indulge my desires of the flesh and the mind, my emotions are going to be out of control. When you indulge in or swim in or marinate in the emotional sludge of who you used to be, it's not going to be a pretty emotional picture. When you are indulging the desires of the flesh and the mind, you're going to overdo it. You're going to give your flesh way too much sway. Your emotions have desires, and they are generally not good desires. Our very nature was a nature of wrath and of anger. Anger was your father, and wrath was your mother. Anger was the basis for everything you felt. You were a child of wrath, according to Ephesians 3.3. And because you had the genetic code or the DNA of anger and wrath, it gave birth in your life to frustration and unforgiveness and selfishness and pride and gossip. See, before you knew Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Anger determined your emotional genetic code. That is who you were, who you used to be, but that is not supposed to be who you are today. Why are we different today? How are we different today? Well, let's read Ephesians 2, verses 4 through 6. But God, two of the most glorious words ever uttered into your wrath, into your emotional baggage, into your inability to escape the emotional pain of your past. God intervened. Into your emotional outrage came God. Into your out of control feelings came love himself. God intervened in your life and changed you. He miraculously changed you on the inside. And that includes quite definitively the way we process our emotional responses to life. Well, I've only begun teaching you about who you're to be today and tomorrow because God intervened in your life. I hope you'll join me for the rest of this life-changing teaching called Holy Estrogen. 